episode 74 of Closer Mentality. I'm your host, Julia Mellet. Have you ever done meditation? There are dozens of apps in the Apple and Google stores that facilitate guided meditation practices. What if you had that service provided by your athletic department in the form of a living, breathing individual tasked to help teach you calming meditation work? For today's guest, the University of Wisconsin offered just that. The Wisconsin Badgers women's soccer team showed interest in Emma Jaskinick when she was in eighth grade. Jaskinick, who played club soccer during her time growing up in Menominee Falls, verbally committed to Wisconsin at 14 years old. They just like saw how much like, potential that they thought I had. And they're like, we're also like, like, obviously I'm taking a risk. I'm so young. And they're like, we're taking a risk on you too, though. So it's like, once you commit, you can't like stop working, which was something I already knew. And like, just me, like, me being so competitive, I wouldn't let that happen because I like always want to be like the best at what I do. Um, but they were also like, you're like born and bred Wisconsin. Like you're somebody that we like want to have in this program and somebody that we think can make a difference, which is something that's always like motivated me, like knowing that like I can make a difference. So I think that was like the main thing. And then also like, it's like the one thing that I always remember, which is like why, like, even though I did commit early, like I knew it was right you just have like a connection with like somebody and like the people, like the coaches were so welcoming. And I would like, when I'd call the coaches, I'd talk to them for like an hour and a half. And it was like, I remember sitting in my basement, like pacing because I was so nervous, but it was so easy to talk to them. Jaskinick graduated high school a semester early and arrived an hour and a half away from home in Madison in 2019. She was coming off a stress-inducing coaching experience during the tail end of her club career and hoped that Badgers head coach Paula Wilkins would change her perspective on what a positive team environment looked like. If I would miss like one pass, like during a practice, like I would get kicked out or they'd like run laps or I'd get like screamed at. Like it was like really intense. So I like struggled a lot with that. And like, I had really bad anxiety in high school because of that. And I was so worried all the time about like what people were thinking about me. And like, I think that like, I think it stemmed from soccer and stuff. And I would get like, mini panic attacks before games and stuff because I'm like if I don't play well like people aren't gonna like me my dad's not gonna love me like it was like it was so hard for me so then when I started talking to Paula and she was like just so welcoming it like kind of made me like not like hopeful but I was like I know that like there's more to this than like what's happening right now which was like also kind of hard for me to think about like yeah I was like this sucks that I'm in this right now but I was like I'll be good in college. Like I had mentioned, like in club, like I was scared to play. Every time I played, I was like, I'm going to get kicked off the field. Like they're going to hate me. And like now I'm like so much more confident because I know the relationship I have with my coach is so good. And she's like, if something's going wrong, she's going to tell me. So it doesn't get to the point where I have to be scared about it. Jaskinick started 21 of 22 games her freshman season, earning all Big Ten freshman team honors, as well as Big Ten freshman of the week. She felt comfortable and supported in Wisconsin's team environment, and she started playing for the good of the team. One of the big things, like my freshman year, like no matter like how tired I would get or like what was happening, I was always like, I need to put like 110% effort in for them. Like I was like, I just want to like play well for them and for the team, um, which I think is something that changed from club. Um, was just like in club, like obviously I like, wanted to play well and I wanted to win, but it was like more so for me. So I wouldn't get yelled at, honestly. <laughs> but like 
in college it was more so I just wanted the team to like do so well. Then COVID-19 began to affect fall sports. I went to Virginia over the summer after freshman year um, to live with my best friend. And then when we came back, it was like so unknown about the season. We were only allowed to see like four people, I think. It was the people in our apartment. Like I couldn't even see like anybody else. And like, I was like, I hate not knowing what's going on. And I don't think, I don't think people enjoy not knowing what's going on, but it was like really hard for me. And like, I'd always had anxiety, but we had these like sheets. Um, like when we'd get like uh, doctor visits, like we have one every year, um, physicals, when you get the physicals. And you just like write how anxious you are and like mental health, a lot of mental health stuff. And like, I'd always just like lied and said I was fine because I was like, everybody feels like me. But like, it got to the point where I was like, like, I'm not okay. Like I need to talk to somebody about it. So I actually put how anxious I was. And then like a week later, my trainer reached out. She's like, yeah, you need to go see a therapist. And I was like, okay, cool. So then I like went and talked to them and like, and he was like, I think you'd really enjoy this like meditation thing. And I was like, okay. Like I tried it in high school because my mom was a yoga teacher and I hated it. But I was like, if a psychologist like is telling me to do it, I probably should try it. So I did it. And like the first thing that um, meditation coach told me was like, it's okay if like your mind wanders and like comes back, like that's what mindfulness is about. And that was something I always hated because I thought I was just bad at it. And ever since he told me that, I was like, I'm hooked. Like, I love it. The University of Wisconsin-Madison's athletic department employs Chad McGee as the director of meditation training. McGee works with athletes every day on breathing and mindfulness exercises. He's currently the only individual in the United States in a similar position, and his presence was felt almost immediately. I think we are the only university in the entire United States that like has access to this. Um, and also the Center for Healthy Minds, where I like did the Calm App practice is like right next to campus, which I think is also something that is like really cool for us. But so, yeah, in high school, my parents always tried to get me to do it. And it was more so so I would play better at soccer. Um, that's why they tried to get me to do it. And I was like, no, I don't like it. My mind wanders, hate it. And then when I went here and my psychologist like recommended it for me, I was like, okay, like whatever. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like it, but like, I'll give it a shot. You know what I mean? Like, it, like my anxiety was just like, I like needed something. And so when he told me the mind wandering was normal, I was like, I'm hooked. Like I liked it because I liked doing it, but it was just hard for me to think that I'm not good at it. So I didn't want to do it. And so I started and I started doing it, I'd say like a few times a week. And I met with him like weekly and I never really like saw any effects because we hadn't really like been in season. I know like my anxiety had gone down a little bit, but not like a ton. But all of a sudden I was standing in the shower and I was like, I'm in the shower right now. Like I'm fully right here in the shower. And I yelled at my roommate. I'm like, I'm in the shower. And she was like, Emma, what? But I was like, I never felt like so like alive and like actually in a moment. I felt like I had kind of been like going through the motions almost. And like since then, like there's been other times where it's happened, not like fully to that extent, but it's like, I'll like be doing something, especially like in games that I'll realize I'll be like thinking about something I'm like, no, like focus on the game. It took me a while to see the effects of anything that were actually happening. And so now I've been doing it, I'd say for like two and a half years now. And like, I have just seen my mental health like completely change. And there's also been like other things that have helped with it, but like, 
I think seeing the effects and like feeling it both in my regular life and school and in sports like is why it was easy for me to like buy in. Jaskinik found that meditation fit her far better than any other form of therapy had. Every year they'd have a psychologist come in and be like, here's my phone number. Like if you guys need anything, like please reach out, like even if it's small. And that's the only thing we would ever talk about and it wouldn't be talked about again. And so like, even though they were like, even if it's small, like we can help. It was like never talked about and it was never talked about in the locker room or anything. Um, so for me, it just like made it seem like you, and I didn't know of like anybody going to therapy. So I just thought like you had to be like, like suicidal or having like awful, awful thoughts to seek out help. And then COVID happened and they came in again. And that's when I like reached out for help. But even since then, like my coaches like started like talking about it more. And my teammates like knew I had like done meditation a lot. And like meditation is obviously like linked to mental health. So people started talking to me about it more. And I've like found out that like half of my, probably more than half of my team, like goes to therapy and stuff like that. And I'm like, I never would have known because it's not a conversation. People do struggle. And the more you talk about it and the more people find help about it, it just like helps, it helps people. And it's like, the one thing that I like really praise my coach for about is like, she'll just like talk about how she goes to therapy and like how much it's like helped her and stuff. And I think her like just talking about it has like helped our team like realize that like everybody needs it. McGee tailored a specific meditation script to Jaskinik's needs. In it, he implemented breathing techniques and game-centric imagery. This allowed Jaskinik to fully immerse her thoughts in game action. He like recorded a practice for me that I listened to the night before games. Um, and it like mixes like meditation with like imagery. And it like takes me through like a game scenario that I can like visualize in my head. Um, and I think that also really helps me specifically in games because then like when moments like that happens I like feel like I'm in the moment and I'm like there and I'm not like worrying about am I gonna score it's like I'm in the moment right here and I think it's helped because I've like visualized it before. Jaskinik reached peak anxiety during the time between her freshman and sophomore seasons. COVID-19 had shifted the way teams practiced and worked out together and the team dynamic felt different. Jaskinik approached Wilkins during a film session, inquiring about the shifting nonverbals. We hadn't been like playing the best as a team and like my coach and I were in like film and I was like, she was like, well, what do you think's going on? And I was like, well, you haven't been positive at all this entire year. You haven't said good job a single time to me or I think anybody on the team. And I was like, I think that's really hurting everybody like mentally. And it's like, everybody's worried about it. And she was like, well, you guys aren't completing the simple passes, blah, 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 and kind of just like turned it on me. And I was like, whoa, like that hasn't happened before. And then my coach and I didn't talk for two weeks, which has never happened. And like, I had like the best relationship on the team with the coach. So like everybody like noticed it. And after two weeks, like, and I didn't know what to do. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Like I wasn't a captain at the time, but like I had like a big role on the team. And I, it was just like, shit show. We didn't know what to do. <laughs> and so after two weeks, my coach and I um, sat down and had a talk. And she's like, Emma, like, you need to tell me what's going on. Like, she was like, I flipped out on you. And she's like, I'm really sorry. She's like, I didn't know how to handle what you were saying. She's like, but I'm glad you brought that to my attention. She's like, I apologize. 
and I was like, I feel like I'm playing bad. Like, I feel like I'm gonna get benched. Like, I don't necessarily like know how to handle that. And she's like, Emma, like, why wouldn't you tell me that? Like, we need to have like an open dialogue. Like, and like, so that like, that is like probably one of the biggest moments in my soccer career that changed. And I was like, just having that like sense of like, she was like, if something's going wrong, if I don't think you're gonna play, like, I'm gonna tell you, like, we have that kind of relationship. And I was like, you like, that was like so changing for me. And I think from that game on, I don't think we lost until the big 10 championship. It was like a flip had switched. And I think that for me was when a lot of my anxiety went away because I was like, even if I was playing bad, like she's going to tell me something's happening. Like I don't have to like worry what she's thinking. And I think that's also what I've taken into my like everyday life too. It's like, if somebody really has a problem, like they're going to tell me about it. When we'd watch film, she would just like point out people who were doing like things poorly and not really showing the good things. And like, so one of the reasons why I like called her out on it, but I did it individually when I called her out on it, I wouldn't do that in front of the team. Um, but like a lot of times, like she would specifically pick on like me and the other holding mid. Um, and we'd been playing like a new system I'd never played before. And I'm like, I like need like reassurance that I'm like doing okay. <laughs> and she like, wasn't giving it to us. I would sit there and like, try and figure out every single thing that I was doing wrong and how to do it right. I think it got to the point for me, cause like my coach would tell me to do something and that's all I was doing. I wouldn't read the game. I wouldn't read what was happening. I was just doing exactly what she wanted me to do and what I'd seen in film. And I think that really negative, negatively impacted me. Um, and then once I talked to her, it kind of changed. And then this past season, like during film, I definitely think it's okay to criticize your performance um, just because like you need to like grow from it. And if you're always doing things right or being told you're doing things right, sometimes people can get complacent with it. Um, but she definitely had a better mix of things that we were doing well and things that we weren't doing well. So there's definitely like opportunities to improve, but she was also making sure that we're still like confident in like how we're playing and like, I think that helps with performance too. When her sophomore slate concluded, Jessica and the kids started every game and led the Badgers to the first Big Ten championship since 2014. To add a cherry on top, Jessica Nick notched a goal in the 85th minute of the semifinal game to beat Rutgers 2-1 and advanced to the final. The game before we were gonna make it to the championship, me and two of my other teammates were on a Zoom call um, with our meditation coach. And we did this like new thing, it's called Qigong, which is like um, meditation, but it's like a Chinese movement one. And I'd never had a meditation where like thoughts, like I like my thoughts had drifted. And that entire meditation, like I was so focused and I didn't have a single thought go through my head. And I was like, it was 10 minutes. And I was like, I'd never experienced something like that. And then in that game, there was like, I think there's like three minutes left. And I like scored the game winning goal that like sent us to the championship. And it was like, that was when I was like, I'm meditating forever. Cause I was like, the moment when it had happened, like the ball just like came to my feet and I was so calm. I just like took a touch and shot it. And I was like, the, it like, I was like, I knew what I was doing. And I was just like in the moment, I was like, that hadn't happened before. Like where I just like felt that. And it was just so cool and so surreal. Meditation has also helped Jaskinik in game. Thoughts that normally would have turned negative suddenly rolled off her back. Staying present and in the moment allowed her to better attune her actions to the tasks immediately at hand. In a game, like if I miss a pass, 
I, I honestly, the first thought I have is like, win it back, get it back. And it's not even, it's not even that I like, don't even beat myself up about it anymore. I think it's, I just like move on to the next thing and be like, how can I win it back? How can I help my team? Which I think helps a lot because I think if you focus on your mistakes so much, which I used to do, it just leads to more and more mistakes. Whereas if you focus on doing the next thing right, like it just helps so much and helps you perform better. And a lot of times when you focus on doing the next thing right, you do do it right. I think the relationship I have with my coach since it's so good has also helped me realize like, like I trust her a lot and I'm like, she knows what I can do. And the fact that she's confidence in what I can do and like, it doesn't matter that I've made the mistake has helped. I think has helped me perform a lot better too. Because like, even if I make a mistake, I'm not worried about what she's thinking because she knows that I can do the next thing right. And then with like during individuals, it, she, she did that before I like started like meditation and stuff. Um, so even then I think it helped a lot just having her be like, you're okay. Like next thing, don't worry about the past, which I think in sports is probably one of the biggest things is like your mentality after you make a mistake. Um, because if you just like get down and mope on yourself, like you're not going to have a good game because it's like inevitable. Like you can't have a perfect game. I don't think anybody ever in the history of sports has had a perfect game. Like you're going to make a mistake. And if you like start dwelling on that, it's just, not it's like gonna be not only bad for you but bad for your team as well because in a team sport like you need to, like your other teammates to be playing well and stuff through her diligent meditation work jasconic self-efficacy grew that is when i think meditation like changed for me with soccer and i think not even like my con like yeah i was way more confident in my ability but i just like knew like when I would go into a game like if I made a mistake like I'm still okay like I'm still playing well and it's like the moments in games I was able to just focus so much more and I was just able I felt like I was like reading the game like finally I was finally like actually playing soccer like I wasn't going through the motions I was like there in the moment seeing what was happening and playing what I thought I should do instead of what I thought I should like what my coaches wanted me to do. I was playing what I saw. And like, I think that also gave me confidence cause like it started going well. And I was like, wait, like I'm actually like a good soccer player. It's not just like being told that, like I know that in myself. So like growing more, having more confidence in who I am and stop like looking for validation from other people, I think was a big thing for me too. The biggest thing with meditation in sports, I think for me has just been like, living in the moment and like seeing like just being in the present and I think that's just helped me see things on the field that I haven't normally seen and like being way calmer in the moments like when like pressure's coming just like knowing I'm like I can get out of it like gotten out of it before where like I used to be like oh my god get rid of the ball like freaking out all the time um and then the other thing which kind of goes along with my life one of the coolest things like I've learned in meditation is like to be it's like you get to to choose like to be like whatever you want so like nobody can make you feel anxious like anxiety is something that comes from within you or like nobody chooses to make you mad like 
you choosing that, like if somebody punches you in the face, like you can feel physical pain, but you don't have to get mad about it, which I mean, that's probably a valid reason to get mad and like being mad sometimes is like, okay. But like, for me, like realizing that like, I'm the one who's like causing my own anxiety, like on the field, I was like, even if they're pressuring me, that doesn't have to make me like freak out. Like, okay, they're pressuring me, just pass the ball. This mind shift caught the eye of her coaching staff, but it also got back to the organizers of Uncut Madison, a group working to elevate Wisconsin student-athlete stories. Now a junior, Jaskinik was selected as a panelist for an event called Tackling the Stigma. Alongside a small collection of student-athletes from football, Jaskinik spoke candidly about her anxiety and the impact of meditation on her life and her relationship with soccer. First of all, the feedback, I have never gotten so much support from anything in my entire life. I had so many people reach out to me um, about just like the talk, just like saying thank you for doing that. And like, just like being like, Emma, you like did amazing on the panel. And it's actually funny because I've like, I've like done like public speaking before, but nothing about like this. And I was so so worried about like talking about mental health on this like platform because I was like I have pretty good mental health so like I feel like people like don't want to hear my story because it's not like something so drastic and I was talking to my meditation coach about it and he was like no Emma like that's like the beauty of it he's like so many more people are probably going to relate to your story and like you speaking about your story and like even though you don't have like bad mental health, like you're doing all these things to better yourself is like something that needs to be talked about. And he's like, also like the people on the panel I with were amazing. And he was like, he was like, Emma, even if like you're doing like, I don't know, not the greatest, he's like, they're gonna have your back and they're gonna help you. And like, just hearing that just made me feel like so much more comfortable. And then Honestly, I don't, I was still so nervous, but it just like made me feel better. Um, and I really was just trying to be like as honest as I could and just like actually like tell like my story. And the other thing that it made me realize is like everybody's mental health story is so different. So like just because my mental health isn't horrible doesn't mean it's not valid. You know what I mean? Like my bad is not somebody else's bad and my good is not somebody else's good. It's like you are so individualized. So I think that's what the biggest takeaway from the panel was, but so what I was going to say was I was so nervous during the panel that like, I can't even remember everything that I said. <laughs> it just like, it just like came out of me. And then I think that's kind of like the beauty of it though, because so many people were like, Emma, like you did amazing. And it's like, I was just being so honest and I don't even like remember it all. I think knowing that I could speak about it, I think was something that I was like, I think I could like help people. And that was my other biggest thing. And I was like, even though I'm nervous, I know that this is gonna like at least help one person. And if I can do that, like I wanna do that. And I didn't realize like how much of an impact like it had had. And I was talking with Chad and he was like, Emma, like he's like, you've had like, I probably had like 20 or 30 people reach out to me after the event. And he's like, and for every 20 or 30 people who did like reach out to you like imagine how many more didn't and I was like yeah and I was like I think that's probably why like it is still one of the coolest things I've ever done because I didn't realize like the impact just like talking about it could have and uncut I would say is probably one of the coolest platforms that Wisconsin has 
and that athletes have in general, because it's really like normalizing athletes and realizing that they are actual people, because especially like on Wisconsin campus, like I think one of the things that athletes struggle with a lot is like everybody just like idolizes you. So like we have these giant bright red backpacks that we wear around and it's like everybody knows that you're an athlete and it's like if you're an athlete, like you're cooler. And so like my freshman year, I thought it was like the coolest thing that like everybody knew I was an athlete, like everybody would think I was so cool. And like now, like when I go to class, like I literally got a different colored backpack because I was like, I don't want everybody necessarily like knowing I'm an athlete. I want people to like me for who I am as a person. And it's like, it's cool that I do sports, but that shouldn't define me. And I think Uncut has just brought so much more awareness to that there's so much more to athletes than just their sport. I think it's hard to see mental health issues because so with the Stanford goalkeeper, Katie and Sarah Schultz, like I've like seen articles saying that like, they were like the happiest people on the team and like nobody would have expected anything like this to happen with them. And I think the biggest thing that I would say is just start the conversation and check in on your teammates. And like, I always see these things on like, check on your happy friends, check on your sad friends, like check on your friends with who has a mom and a dad. Like it's any normal person can have mental health issues. And so just like starting that conversation and like normalizing it and just like, being somebody who's there and you don't even have to say anything like just like being a shoulder to like listen to and just like letting your teammates know I think it's the biggest thing that you can do to help your teammates. If you've listened to Emma's story and know someone who could benefit from speaking with a professional, today's sponsor can be an easy next step to help a teammate in need. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Nearly all of the athletes I've interviewed have utilized either a sports psychologist or a therapist. Now, I'm bringing the option to you, the listeners. If you've ever listened to a Closer Mentality episode and thought, I feel exactly the same way, I'm working with BetterHelp to bring online therapy to your phone and computer. BetterHelp offers video, phone, and live chat options, and you can speak to a licensed therapist in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp has more than 20,000 licensed therapists around the country and you have access to them at any time. You can get thoughtful messages from your therapist, and if you aren't happy, it's free to change providers. If you're worried about the cost of traditional talk therapy, BetterHelp also plans for that. They offer financial aid if funding is the only thing standing between you and getting the help that you need. Join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. I have a special offer for all Closer Mentality listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com forward slash closer mentality. That's betterhelp.com forward slash closer mentality. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. The link is in the show notes. And thank you so much to Emma for sharing her story on Closer Mentality. If you'd like to share your own, send at Closer Mental a DM on Instagram or Twitter. I'd love to help tell your story as well. You can find Emma on Instagram at Emma Jaskinick. If you'd like to see she and I's full interview, the link to Closer Mentality Uncensored's YouTube channel is down in the show notes. In addition, I've also put a link to the entire recording of Emma's panel with Uncut in the show notes. It's an important conversation. I have a month full of amazing content for July, and I'm so excited to share these stories with you. Thanks for tuning in to episode 74 of Closer Mentality. As always, I'm your host, Julia Mellett.
See you next week.